Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. My brother Jess will be with us momentarily. And I know we were having some issues uh, technically, but we're gonna, we'll get them back. And uh, today's show, for people, I just, I love saying it. When Jesse says that he is the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when I say I'm the Lebanese lover, what it does for me is it fires me up about my love for Jesus Christ. And I hope it does the same to you because we don't do that to entertain you. We do that because we really are in love with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and his blessed mother. Jesse, are you here with us, brother? Amen. Oh, there you are. Yep, I'm, oh. here, on, I'm here on the landline. You're on duty. Something's the matter with my... Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm on duty, Terry. You know, just gotta, you just have to just improvise when no uh, the devil tries to oh, yeah. mess with your technology. Oh, yeah, no problem. A lot of things to talk about today. Yeah, Jesse, This we, month we is dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Amen, brother. By the way, it's the month of May. Amen. Uh, this month is also going to be dedicated to Mother's Day this Sunday. A uh, couple things I want to mention before we get to the sure. gospel of the day is that sure. there's a, a radical leftist organization called Ruth Sent Us. Yes. I Ruth Sent Us. They set up a website directing angry abortion activists to go to homes of the six Supreme Court justices, three in Virginia and three in Maryland, uh, and uh, obviously they're not going to go home to give them, go to their house to, to give them some flower, a bouquet of roses. Nope. So uh, Catholic vote is asking all of us as Catholics, we've got to rise up to force accountability. Uh, we've got to pray hard, and we've got to uh, make sure that we protect ourselves and our families and our parishes as well. And, and Jesse, just also, to add something. Yeah, go ahead, Terry. I want to add something, because you just said warning us. We've also been warned on the Internet that there's some crazy people out there that want to interrupt Catholic masses all over the country because of our pro-life stance. So just be aware. And as I mentioned, Jess, I, you know, your policeman background, I, I look at it this way. If they come and interrupt our church service, we'll hold them for the police. We'll detain them. That's yeah. all. Every it's, single guy should stand up, yeah. uh, surround them, and yeah. hold restraint, physically yeah. restrain right. them for the police. Yep. And the crime is disturbing a religious service which is a crime in all 50 states. Amen. What else did you want to say? And then I'm going to tell them about what topics we got covered, Just Go ahead. Yeah, Terry. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley, a, a good Republican. Oh, yeah. Uh, Senator, he's introduced a bill to dissolve President Biden's Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Board. Good. So that's good. They're going to vote on it. Good news. It, and uh, he, wants, he wants to disband that board. Also, Chief Justice Roberts pointed out that uh, the Mississippi proposed 15-week abortion ban, it's not a dramatic departure from viability. He says it's the standard that the vast majority of other countries already presently have. Most people don't know that America is one of seven yep. of the most permissive countries that allow elective abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy. So we're one of, uh, of 198 countries, we're one of the seven most permissive countries on abortion so uh, J Justice Roberts just wanted to put that out there. I also want to mention that a Catholic church was defiled with pro-abortion graffiti. Oh, no. Sacred Heart of Mary Parish in Boulder, Colorado, vandals spray-painted pro-abortion messages right across the front doors with, uh, with, with uh, red paint. And finally, the last thing I will say is as Catholics, remember, we've got to pray for our justices, for our country, and for, the, for an end to this war on the unborn, Terry. Absolutely. Everybody's re texting me about all the things. So it looks like they're getting the message out. Jess, today's topic is, I think, I remember the book from Tan Books, Liberalism is a Sin. It's still available. 
And I think when you read that, you told me personally, before we did radio, this was years ago, yeah. that that book really affected you in a really positive way. And this is the topic. The essence of liberal Catholicism is one of the topics that I want to address. Also, <clears throat> uh, we have an article here about a truly remarkable pro-life lawyer praises Justice Alito's leaked draft opinion overturning Roe versus Wade. So we got that. Also, and Jess, this is sad for President Biden. And Biden admits that condemning, uh, condemning possible Roe versus Wade reversal, that abortion involves the death of a child. He said it. I heard it. And here's the problem with this. We're going to talk about it. If he really acknowledges that it's a baby, it's just not one that's wanted, can you imagine his exit interview when he meets God regarding what did he do to protect innocent life? as the president of the United States and all of his political career, 50 years, I'm telling you, man, I want to pray for that guy's conversion because it doesn't look good. I think this is my joke. I can't, I can't say where he's going to go, but if he, if he rejects the faith like he's doing right now, he goes to hell. But there's going to be a spot in hell for people like him that it's not very, it's not very good. That's all I can say about that. Also, one more thing. Because he, yeah, he's been given much more power than most people on planet Earth, so... Uh, like Jesus says, to whom much has been given, yeah. much will be expected. Yeah, Jess, one more thing. The Republican governor lawmakers are pushing for more pro-life laws in anticipation of the SCOTUS ruling. Just the opposite of the, of the Democrats. I have to say it. I said it yesterday. This is the clearest line you can have between Republicans and Democrats. One wants to kill unborn babies and one wants to stop the killing of unborn babies. The, uh, man, that's a tough decision to make. It shouldn't be that tough, everybody. We have to stand up for life. So much, much more, Jess. But let's get to the Gospel of John, Chapter 6 today, brother. Yes, yeah, so, so this is a precursor to the Eucharistic discourse. Where, uh, mm -hmm. The Gospel of John is getting rather close today, mm -hmm. a few short verses right before. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. This is Thursday of the third week of Easter. Amen. Jesus said to the crowds, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So notice, there's where we have the understanding of predestination, that God's grace and our human cooperation, there, there's some type of uh, limited predestination in that verse of, of the elect, and I will raise him up on the last day. What's, what's that? That's a promise of raising our bodies from the grave when, he, when Jesus comes back. The bodies will be completely restored and glorified. He says, it is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. So notice there's this inseparability between the Father and the Son, that if you come to the Father, you're coming to Jesus as well. Mm -hmm. But yet they're distinct persons within the Godhead. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one except the one who is from God, he has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you. In other words, you better pay attention to what I'm going to say. Whoever believes has eternal life, believes what? He's going to say it. I am the bread of life. Amen. So if you want to get to heaven, you've got to believe in Jesus, but not only in Jesus like Protestants do, because there's a Protestant Jesus and a Catholic Jesus. The Protestant Jesus, okay, holds to the New Testament teachings except for the Eucharist. The Catholic Jesus is the fullness of truth. We believe in who Jesus is, who he says he is, and we also believe that he can change the Last Supper meal and every subsequent mass uh, uh, bread and wine, which is the re uh, replication of the Last Supper, into his body, blood, soul, and divinity. So I just have, I mean, this is embarrassing to say, but the Catholic Jesus 
is the fullness of truth. The Amen. Jesus has a lot of truth, but not the fullness of truth. He says, your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, mm-hmm. but they died. Mm-hmm. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats his bread will live forever. So people, are, they're probably wondering, so what's he talking about? Then he says it. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord so Jesus he's Christ. Exactly, yeah. He's telling us exactly what he's talking about himself. No. Verse 45 jumps out at me as well, mm-hmm. where, where the Lord Jesus Christ says that we'll be taught by God. That, that's a paraphrase of Isaiah, of Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13. This is where Isaiah the prophet, he envisions the, the time of the Messiah or the Messianic age at a time when God himself, Yahweh, will, will restore, prosper, and teach the children of Israel himself. There's other passages such as like Jeremiah 31, 34 that also include the fact uh, about Jesus' broad reference to the prophets that we will be taught by the prophets. Verse 51 also jumps out at me where Jesus Christ says, uh, I shall give, I shall give. So what's that? That's future tense in the Greek. It points both to the cross where Jesus surrenders his life for human sins. And it also points to the Eucharistic liturgy, the first mass, where Jesus offers himself as living bread to a starving world. Terry? Wonderful, Jess. All right, before we bring Bishop Sheen into the picture, I just want to give a couple good news stories. I can't believe what a mother... We got Mother's Day coming up, Jess. And mothers of traditional French priests walked 880 miles to ask Pope Francis to lift the Latin Mass restrictions. Mothers said that they wished to lay at the feet of the Holy Father the supplications of all the faithful who live the faith of the Trinitine Rite and are in full communion with the church. I'll tell you, that's putting your faith on the road right there, brother. 880 miles. Jess, I'm not so sure at this point in my life wow. I could do that, okay? That's all. Hey, another good news story. I couldn't in, a, in about a year. <clears throat> yeah, in about a year. I hear you, brother. <laughs> in about a year. Yeah. And this is a story that I just want people to go to LifeSite News. Research suggests COVID jabs are actually killing more people then they save. Now, we couldn't say that on YouTube, but Jesse, we said that a long time ago. Now the statistics are showing that that is a fact. So just keep that in mind as we move along in life. Uh, we have disinformation, absolutely, and it's the truth that sets us free. All right. Yeah, and I, I, hope, I hope Senator Josh Hawley, his bill, hope it gets passed. Yes. Protect the American people. Exactly. From the Homeland Office of Disinformation. Yeah, that's what we need. We're going to skip Bishop Sheen, but when we come right back, we're going to talk. And Jesse's this is his forte. I told him the essence of liberal Catholicism. Now, I get that the heart of the Catholic Church's current crisis is an abandonment of law and doctrine. Well, that's, that's tied into liberalism, because what we want to say now is it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you, you know, you're, you're, you're good to people. Well, that's not what the Bible says. When we come back, we're going to cover that whole issue on what is the essence of a liberal Catholicism, and let's make sure it stops. Stay with us, family, here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse's been challenged on his uh, technology at his place, so we, we don't give up. 
We'll go around the fence, over the fence, under the fence, whatever it takes to get the gospel out. Jess, you picked this article, The Essence of Liberal Catholicism. Uh, can you kind of summarize and give some definitions? What is uh, liberal Catholicism? First of all, let, let me give Fulton Sheen his, uh, he has a lot of credit. No, he does. Catholicism. Yep. So let me quote him. In his book, Life is Worth Living, page 321, yep. Venerable Fulton Sheen says the following quote, Liberal Christianity denies what Christ meant when he said, depart from me, you curse it into everlasting fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels, close quote. Venerable Sheen also says the following. He says, quote, there is no word more dangerous than liberalism, because to oppose it, it is the new unforgivable sin. Close quote. He was 50 years before, Terry, his, his age. He was already <laughs> warning us about Absolutely. the dangers of liberalism. <laughs> Catholic liberals, by the way, many of them, yeah. they're famous for criticizing your tone, but all this <laughs> means is that there's too much clarity, yeah. and, and, and according to them, not enough charity in your words. So what's the essence of this article? The essence of the article is they, they argue that we're affected right now in the Catholic Church right now in the United States of America, we're still affected by the lingering effects of the French Revolution. Absolutely. That's exactly what the article is That's arguing. Right. Because the French Revolution, what, the French Revolution, let's, let's just be honest. If you look at history, Dr. Warren Carroll, who founded Christendom College, and he wrote a book called The Guillotine and the Cross, which is the real story of the French Revolution, the reality is Dr. Carroll says that the French Revolution was a mass martyrdom of Catholics. Yeah. And, and, and it was done in the name of, uh, of, of these, uh, these aristocrats, you know, the, the bourgeois, the, the rich and, you know, the, the elites. Uh, and, and the fact is the bloody revolution was nothing short of a revolt against God by these, by these French liberals and the overturning of all social order. And how, how does the French Revolution finally stop? Well, God intervened because some Carmelites were taken to the guillotine, yep. and they were praying on their way to the guillotine. They were beheaded and executed, but they offered their suffering for the, for, for the you know, in reparation for all the damage done by the French Revolution. Yep. And guess what? Yep. Uh, the next day, the French, the war was over. So it took a dozen Carmelites to get their heads cut off and doing full prayers of reparation. But Terry, the essence of this article is that we're living right now in times of total anti-authority, social justice warriors, liberalism, uh, anything that has to do with, with order, which comes from the church and God, they want to overthrow order. We got, we're, we're dealing with a woke culture. And, uh, and, and this, a lot of this, Terry, yeah. it, it's, it, the article says it comes from the French Revolution. It does. And it also comes from embracing liberal Protestantism. Liberal Protestantism has also had effect on the Catholic Church. Yes, a couple questions on that. This article talks a little bit about liberation theology. We found that liberal Catholicism doesn't reproduce. So my question is, uh, if, I, if I'm paint this picture, tell me I'm, I'm onto something, and that is, in Central America, we've, we've seen priests brag about not baptizing people, you know, in the last 50 years of priesthood. I mean, what's he doing? Feeding him? I, I, whatever, he's preaching liberation theology. But we have some fundamentalist 
Christians who are preaching the gospel message of repent and believe in the gospel. And many Catholics have been, no, it's a simple gospel. And they come over to these Protestant churches by the numbers. And we've lost so many sign Catholics. Me they're saying, yeah, they're saying, sign me up. Sign me up. Why? Because they don't want to get into politics. And my question is, is liberal Catholicism, is, liber, is theolo- liberation theology the fruit of liberal Catholicism? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Uh, in fact, I think there's one paragraph that answers that. It says here, liberal Catholics took a diametrically opposed position. Yep. The revolutionary process was essentially good, and the church should conform her teaching structure and liturgy to the modern world to avoid becoming anachronistic, in other words, old-fashioned. Exactly. And a hateful obstacle to human progress. Hence, the classical definition of liberal Catholicism as the party of those who wanted the church to reconcile with the French Revolution. And as we will see, liberal Catholicism sought to baptize the French Revolution of 1789, just as liberation theology today, which comes from Marxism in 1917, liberation theology would later seek to baptize that of 1917, the Marxist Revolution. So yes, Terry, liberal Catholics and and those in, in authority have surrendered to the spirit of the age They've surrendered to the 17, you know, the 18th century French Revolution anti-authority spirit, and they've also surrendered to the uh, to the Marxist 1917 spirit, which once again is a Trojan horse now in the city of God, and now it's affected the Catholic Church in all quarters. And, and this is what we're fighting. We'll be fighting this until the res- until we drop dead. Terry. And what I find interesting, Jesse, is the vigors of Christ back then were writing all kinds of material condemning. Marxism, condemning modernism. As a matter of fact, it was only wait 30 years ago when somebody actually told me, like this article said, Pope Leo XIII's um, thing on, on Americanism. And I said, what? What's a, it's not that long a thing to read. But <clears throat> the Pope condemned Americanism. And I, it just seems to me that uh, the Holy Father had his pulse on what was going on in the culture, and they were warning us. That's my take on it. Yeah, the, the popes 100 years ago certainly did, or 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, Pope Pius the the 11th. Oh yeah. When he instituted when he instituted the feast day of Christ the King, he actually has a section there where he writes against liberalism in that document. <laughs> That's right. Here's what Pope Pius the 11th says about liberalism <laughs> in the document uh, Christ the King. Mm-hmm. He says liberalism is precisely a form of cowardice. Liberalism denies the kingship of Christ, Mm -hmm. his power by right over human society. The current Christian heresy is complicated. Liberalism eliminated the kingship of Christ by saying something innocent, that religion was a private matter, and therefore nations should respect all religions, and the church should not get involved in things that don't concern her, in other words, public affairs. And Terry, another a great German philosopher, Joseph Pieper, yeah. he also observes that, that in the modern world that we've made God a private matter. Mm-hmm. God, you know, God is now a matter within the conscience of each person. Uh, and by the same token, uh, Joseph Pieper, this great German philosopher, says that we've also converted the state into God. That's Marxism. We don't look to God anymore as, as the be-all and the end-all, as our Savior. We look to the state as our Savior. That, that's what Marxism is, and Joseph Pieper warned us about this at the turn of the century. Again, when the state becomes front and center, when the state is, is, is able to, 
to dictate what, what people of faith are supposed to do on all matters, even in faith. When religion becomes inferior to the state and when religion has to submit to the state, that's liberalism, and that's where we're at today, Terry. Jesse, back in 1925, the Holy Father instituted Christ the King's Feast Day. My take on that, he did that because of the atmosphere that was going on. We were trying to take Christ, take our religion out of politics, out of anything public. And it seems to me that in 25, that's when the Holy Father said, no, Jesus Christ owns every inch of land everywhere on the planet. It's the kingship of Christ in every, every aspect of our life. Do you think that he had that intention, Jess, or am I interpreting that? Uh, Terry, without a doubt. I think so, but on. it's mine. Yeah, Terry, and, and what liberalism seeks to do, there's even a, a German philosopher, the article that's quoted, Father Herman Gruber. He oh, said, yeah. The fundamental principle of liberalism is the proposition that it is contrary to the natural, innate, and inalienable right liberty and dignity of man to subject himself to an authority. In other words, Terry, liberalism and liberation theology, just like Lucifer, they're anti-authority, just like a, you know, being a school teacher and a snot-nosed kid yeah. says, don't tell me what to do, teacher. Yeah. That's what liberalism teaches Americans, and that's what liberation theology teaches Catholics to be snot-nosed kids and, and tell God, who are you? What do you got to teach me? I don't have to listen to you. Jesse, I have to say the facts are the facts. And if we look at what liberalism has done in the Catholic Church, Dr. Scott Hahn gave a talk back in 1993. I think you were there at St. Cyprian's Catholic Church at a family conference. I was there. Yep. And he said this, that Christianity Today quoted, a quarter of a billion Catholics have left the church because of liberalism in the Catholic Church and became Protestants. This is so clear that we can show and demonstrate that liberalism doesn't reproduce itself. And this is why I say this, Jess, that the heart of the Catholic Church's current crisis is, yes, liberalism, but it's an abandonment to Christ's law and Christ's doctrine. They come up with ideas that says, I got a better idea than what Jesus Christ taught. And I have to say, no, you don't. And I'm going to call them because the most merciless thing I can do is let someone wallow in their sin. And liberalism is a sin. And I want to call them to repent and believe in the gospel. Terry, when I was on radio on this one big uh, national network, uh, I got in trouble for saying the word liberal. I remember. Several times. <laughs> I remember. And so the, ma the management said, hey, you, just, you, you, got, you, can't, you can't be saying that word liberal and liberalism. You say it too much. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I ended up saying, well, liberalism has been quoted and condemned by many popes. So, so I had to send an email yeah. showing the syllabus of errors yep. by Pope, Pope Blessed Pius IX. Gregory the Sixteenth and eighteen thirty-one also condemned it. Uh, Blessed Pius the Ninth also condemned it. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. There are many popes that have condemned liberalism. It is a proposition that Catholics must reject. It, be, uh, it it's the theological term that's probably more used in theology. They'll say the word heterodox. It yep. means the same thing. Heterodox is the more theological term. Liberalism is the more blue-collar term that a blue-collar Catholic or under-understand. You tell the average Catholic, you say, 
Father James Martin is heterodox. You're going to say, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? You say, Father James Martin is a theological liberal. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't teach the church's teachings. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, Terry, I, to, to me, always simpler is, is better. And, but, yeah, I got smacked in the nose for it by a national radio. Yeah, national but, Jesse, you actually showed him in the Bible that the, the Bible uses the word liberal. And so, and right and left, the Bible, just, we got another minute and a half. I, I think it's funny when you, when you had to demonstrate to these people the facts. I remember them going, oh, well, we didn't know that. I said, well, I, 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 let me tell you, you, you accuse Jess Romero of something. He's going to give you this documentation on why he says it, and you did that. And that's what we do here. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah, Terry, uh, it, the, the fact the first, the term right and left, these aren't terms that come from No, politics. the Bible, from brother. the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 25, verse 41. <laughs> he will say to those on his left, depart from me. He will say to those on his right, come enter into the kingdom of God. It, it's, right, it's right from the lips of Jesus. Hey, uh, just the facts here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Yep. We come back, we're going to shift gears to a truly remarkable pro-life lawyer praising Justice Alito's leaked rap opinion and much more on The Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to The Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Absolutely welcome back. Jess, I'm going to put you on the spot, brother, on the men's conference that's coming up Saturday, June 18th, here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. We always pack them in at the chapel uh, I want to uh, say that, uh, well, Ruben Nava is going to be there from Jesus 911. Myself will be there. And I wanted to ask if you can tell us just why is it important for men to go to uh, men's conferences? What's the value of that? Because you're not going to get affirmed uh, watching television or, or, or <laughs> by the secular culture or going to college. Yeah. You're not going to get affirmed in authentic Catholic patriarchy based on natural law and yeah. divine law yeah you're not going to hear that except very not even not even every place in the catholic church in fact most catholic conferences you won't hear talks on authentic catholic patriarchy because again most catholics have bought into modernism so i mean uh, this conference and, and there's others like it around the country yes very few though uh where you're going to get the authentic teachings of the catholic church on what it means to be a man uh, trust me, when you walk out of there, yep. you're almost going to think I came from Mars. You're going to say, <laughs> where the heck did Jesse get all this content and information? I've never heard this before. And based everything that I'm going to say is going to come from St. Thomas Aquinas, the Holy Bible, uh, uh, saints, doctors of the church. It's all old Catholic teaching that's not getting out there. And this is why most guys, you know how they, uh, they try to find out how to be a man? They watch television. They say, okay, let me see this sitcom here. Uh, you know, uh, this sitcom, that sitcom. And, uh, okay, that's the way a man's supposed to be. You know, funny, goofy, uh, you know, womanizer, uh, stupid, uh, you know, the laughing stock of the family. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's what it is to be a man. Yeah. Well, well Jess, what I'm going to be— watch Terry by yeah, the media. You got it. What I'm going to be addressing also for the, the men is their aspect of their— um, being husbands, I want to give you opportunity to really delve into the Bible and what the Bible has to say about being, uh, well, the model, St. Joseph. I'm going to challenge you to be the St. Joseph in your home. Now, if you don't want to be the St. Joseph in your home, don't show up. Don't come. No, I mean, it's okay. You got free will. But, dude, if you really want to have a, 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 
a, a on fire Catholic faith like St. Joseph did in the Holy Family and lead the family, then come to this conference. The way you can do it is go to vmpr.org yep. and sign up online or call the 877-526-2151. Jess, before we go to the topic, I want one more plug. Our good friend, Father Don Calloway, this is a priest everybody knows because he's a conversion story. I think it's uh, 20-some years ago we recorded his uh, No Turning Back, and he's been just a great blessing to the Catholic Church. Well, he's speaking at Pray for Priests Rosary Crusade in Sacramento, California, on the 28th of May. I'll be there also speaking, and trust me, uh, we're gonna. Uh, I've got some stories of how lay people have been able to help priests live out their vocation through their prayer prayers, especially mm-hmm. one one uh, nun that was in a cloistered convent who actually helped a priest become a bishop and an on-fire bishop, and he wondered why he was so su- successful. You're going to find out how that happened. But I want you to check it out by just putting R- Pray for Priests Rosary Crusade, Sacramento, California. It's at Hughes Stadium, the 28th of May. 20,000 people will be there. Okay, are you ready for this, folks? We're going to hand out... Uh, our virgin most powerful cards where people get free Bishop Sheen recordings of his priest's retreat called and chosen. So we're hoping to pick up 20,000 more of listeners because they're now going to have a link to virgin most powerful. We couldn't do any of this without you, our listener. So I want to thank you for that. All right, Jess, let's get into this next article you picked. Truly remarkable pro-life lawyer praises Justice Alito's leaked draft opinion overturning Roe versus Wade. So this pro-life lawyer, he's praised Justice Samuel Alito, the leaked draft opinion. He's he's calling it truly remarkable. In an exclusive interview with pro-life lawyer and activist Royce Hood, uh, he was interviewed by our friend John Henry Weston. Good man. He reviewed the legal and social implications of Justice Alito's leaked majority opinion in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. The opinion has some language in there that is remarkable, said the attorney Hood. For instance, the Mississippi law refers to in the past, it was, you know, a fetus, right? Mississippi law refers to it as an unborn human being. Awesome. And the court adopts that language in in this draft opinion, which I find to be truly remarkable. Just a fact. The attorney Hood says one of of the reasons for the draft opinion's powerful impact is that legislators in Mississippi carefully crafted the law under under review using compelling language and scientific reasoning to advance both factual and pro-life thinking at the high court. So, uh, and Terry, I'll tell you right now, the difference between today and 1973 oh, te- is that today we have sonograms. We do. So, so Technology. Science is on our side. Yeah. Science vindicates that the egg sperm fusion conceives a preformed human being and allowed to grow through the natural processes. It is a human being nonetheless. Go ahead, Terry. And I'll continue on this article, but remember... There are those out there who acknowledge that that is a human being, but it's just not wanted. And they take it to the next stage that says, if you're not wanted, we can kill you. Really? That's that's where we're at. Now, what Mississippi did was actually took a hard look at things that science today knows to be absolutely true. And they codified that in their legislation, Hood explained. And so Alito and the majority of this draft opinion— Take a look at those facts and say, these are indisputable. These aren't being questioned by anyone. And so, therefore, we believe that in the interest of this country, 
Roe was wrong and that abortion's decision should be decided by the people within their states. See, this is the other part. We're, we're, this is actually just a first down. It's not a touchdown. We're making it so each state can decide whether they want to have abortions in their state. Now, a quote that I found really marvelous is, unborn human beings' heart begins beating at eight weeks. And that is right out of the Mississippi law. He said, so much in this opinion has to be dissected, but it's truly phenomenal. Jess. Yeah, this is not something that was leaked with good intentions nope. to the attorney hood. Nope. This was leaked for one purpose, and that purpose is basically to sow chaos and, and try to influence the justices to change their minds. Exactly. You know, watch the news and watch the chaos that's ensuing right now. The, the attorney hood said this is pretty egregious that somebody might have leaked this. Uh, the attorney uh, uh, hood encouraged both layperson and professional alike to read the draft opinion to advance their understanding of the case. And John Henry Weston noted that this is a unique opportunity in pro-life history to brush up on one's pro-life arguments and apologetics. He says they're going to do everything they can to control the narrative, to demonize the justices, their families, pro-life movement, to demonize the draft opinion, to probably even riot. Despite these intimidation tactics, Hood said that a response should be noted in prayer. That's right. Let's pray for the justices, pray for their families. And Hood uh, concluded this pro-life attorney. It's going to be a really interesting next couple of weeks, Terry. Jesse, just to make a point, think about this. How many people who want to see abortion take place in this country were upset about the leak out of the Supreme Court? Not one. You know, something that's never happened in the history of the United States, this, uh, this leak that comes from the Supreme Court, they didn't find it to be a, uh, a problem. And that tells me everything about them, Jesse, everything. And so, again, this is like John Henry Wesson said, this is our time to stand up for the unborn. And as I said yesterday, you know, when companies like Amazon says we're going to pay $4,000 to your employees, up to four grand to go kill your future uh, daughter or son, uh, we can't participate in that. We're done. We have to make a stand on pro-life right now because... This is a, a moment that we've all been waiting for. As a matter of fact, I wanted to get Father Frank Pavone, but he's been so busy on a lot of TV and radio right now. I'm going to try and get him to give us a little take on this. But this is the moment. This is our what I call a Catholic moment to stand up for life. Yeah, I just lost you, Jesse, on the audio, so we have a little problem. But I will say this. The, the thing that we're going to talk about uh, that ties into this is that there are people, you know, we have people here in L.A., Sodom and Gomorrah, where I live, will say, yeah, okay, it's a baby in the mother's womb. But you know what? Um, she doesn't want the baby, so we should kill it. And so get over it. So I'm not arguing that it's not a baby. It's just not wanted. And this is the culture that we're living in right now, and that's why we have to stand up and say, no, not on our watch. And, and again, I would say this. If you're living in a state where it's pro-life, God bless you guys. But if you're living in a state like California, like I am, uh, I want to do everything in my power to stop the state of California for killing future Californian citizens. And uh, that's what we do right here on Virgin Most Powerful. Jess, are you back with us? Nope. We're still having issues with Jesse. So maybe he can call back in, Mr. Engineer. I, I will say this, uh, that... This U.S. Supreme Court, uh, you know, um, 
that this breach of a of a of a, it was a probe, this leaked draft, uh, it is uh, a very serious problem. And the Chief Justice Roberts said that we're going to investigate the leak of the draft decision. Now there's speculation on who's responsible for this leak, and you know we don't know for sure, but. Wherever, whoever it is, there should be serious consequences. And what I mean by serious consequences, in my humble opinion, I'm not in management, I'm in sales, but if one of the justices was responsible for leaking this out, they should be terminated. Yeah, I'm not sure how that happens to a Supreme Court, but they've broken their, their pledge of secrecy when they are working on uh, projects with the Supreme Court. So I would say that... This is the situation we're in. I would like to pray now that we do find out who did this before future problems in, in our country because we have to have, I mean, a banana republic is kind of like a country where there's no secrets, there's no, uh, you know, uh, st the, the structure of law has been compromised. Well, I would say today, right now, we've been compromised. And when we come back, yeah. I believe Jess is back. Good. Jess, when we, go ahead. Terry, Mother, Mother Teresa warned us many, many years ago. She says, America, yeah. is, Roe versus Wade is deforming America, a Amen. once great nation. Amen. And she says, abortion will sow violence and discord. Look at, the, look at your television. Look what's happening in the major cities. Exactly what she said. Abortion promotes violence. Watch what's happening in some of the big cities. Amen. Well, I see it right here in Los Angeles. When we come back, we're going to talk more about defending life here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. All right, Jess, we're glad to have you back. This whole week has had all kinds of technical problems. Thank you, folks, for your prayers. Because you know what? We never, never give up. <laughs> no, Jess, we're not going to. I mean, uh, Jesse, five minutes after you're dead, you know, that's when I'm going to say, okay, Jesse's all, he, he's, he, okay, that's it. We're done. I'm done. White, yeah. uh, put up the white flag of surrender. I'm done. Yeah. I'm gone. Yes, this article from LifeSite, it's Biden administration while condemning possible Roe versus Wade reversal. But he said in the audio clip that abortion involves a death of a child. Okay, am I missing something? Is he acknowledging the humanity? No, well, he had a Freudian slip because he admitted the truth. Yeah. Uh, because 50 years ago, Terry, I've, I've seen old videos of him 50 years ago when he just got into, uh, into yeah, the Senate. Yeah, politics, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was pro-life. He was. And uh, the man has completely <clears throat> caved in. He's went along with his political party. He slipped. Yeah, he's, he, he's exactly... What uh, I forget which pope wrote the 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 heresy of Americanism. Pope Leo the Thirteenth, eighteen ninety. Joe Biden exemplifies perfectly the heresy of Americanism. Yep. In other words, yep. his morality, his yep. moral conscience, is guided by his political party platform and not by God's revelation. Yeah. He's the perfect example of the heresy of Americanism. Americanism. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, Jess, you're right, and uh, all I can say is. I keep saying it over and over again, is that this whole administration, I've never seen in my entire lifetime an administration, and also the Democratic Party, has been 
kicking it up to defend the, the killing of innocent life. And I, I just I keep asking, please call in or tell me with an email. When I say that you can't be uh, a, a true believing Catholic and a Democrat, I say it based on the platform of the Democratic Party, but also the actions of the, the Democratic Party. And people say, Terry, stop talking politics. You know what? I'm going to die someday. So are you. And when at our exit interview, Jess, both of us are going to be asked, what did you do for the least of my brother, the innocent, the unborn? And if we're going to say, well, you know, I didn't want to get involved because the guy that I got in, he got me my job or, you know, no, we're going to be asked the tough questions at that exit interview. So that's why I want to not compromise. And I want to say, please, anybody who's a Catholic who loves the Lord Ask yourself, what would our Lord vote? Would he want the killing of innocent life? Of course not. Just your thoughts. Terry, the Supreme Court has made bad decisions in in times past. And the Supreme Court has reversed itself in times past. Mm -hmm. Classic case, uh, you know, slavery. Dred Scott decision. The the Supreme Court reversed bad decisions. This was another bad decision. You you even have liberal jurisprudence that will say, you know what? There's nothing in the Constitution about abortion. Nope. That was something that was kind of read into the con- Constitution by people that had an ideology. And so this is one of those bad decisions that the Supreme Court is basically saying, we find nothing uh, regarding abortion in the Constitution, in federal law. This is none of our business. We're going to take it back. We're going to move it back to the states so that the states can vote based on their independent legislators and let the people decide if they want their state to embrace this or reject it. That's all they're going to do. So the the potential, and it hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. the potential eradication or, or abolition of Roe versus Wade, yeah. it's, not mu- it's not meant to punish women. It's meant to give babies civil rights. Exactly. <laughs> It's not punishing women. It's meant to give babies civil rights. But going back to Biden, unelected Joe Biden, he has said, again, he has these slips where he has these moments of of, of clarity. And he he says things uh, that the former Joe Biden 50 years ago was saying. You know, he he reverts back to his uh, when he had common sense. He says, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that's going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on on a decision by the Supreme Court goes way overboard. So here's one of his leftist comments. This is this is the the new and improved Joe Joe Biden. But Biden did slip up today. The Susan D, the Susan B Anthony list on their social <laughs> media they put uh, because he acknowledged that's right. The Susan B Anthony list uh, put on their social media that Biden acknowledged that abortion kills children, uh, and so it's it's tragic. The Susan B. Anthony List organization says, and they lament how tragic to see a man who for decades in the Senate, Joe Biden, you know, Uncle Joe, as he asked, uh, he stood against tax funding for abortion. Can you imagine for decades he stood against tax funding for abortion? Now he's completely sold out to big abortion. What changed, Jesse? Power? Money, Terry, the, the power it. and money. You and again, it. he wants to be in the good graces of his party. Yep. So the question people are asking on Twitter, thanks to Elon Musk, it's now becoming uh, uh, people are starting to be able to express their ideas. People are asking, why hasn't the Catholic Church excommunicated Joe Biden yet? Yep. Because, of course, we all know that he refers to himself as a devout Catholic. Yep. 
uh, somebody else on Twitter also asked, abort a child, he accidentally told the truth. That's exactly the point that we're making here. Yeah. So, so Biden's slip-up, his verbal slip-up, came, came at a press conference that he held to comment on the leaked Supreme Court draft opinion that would overturn the landmark 1973 Roe Ro vs. Wade decision if sustained next month in June. But despite Biden's admittance that unborn babies are indeed children, the president still came out in opposition of the potential court decision, calling the opinion radical and saying that it could threaten a whole range of rights. Now, Justice Alito was very clear when you read the, the opinion. Yeah. He says his opinion just refers to Roe versus Wade. Right. It doesn't it refer to any other uh, Supreme yeah. Court decision. Finally, if the draft opinion becomes law, this is what Biden told reporters. Yeah. He says, if it becomes law, and if what and if what is remains written, if, and if what is written remains, it goes far beyond the concern of whether or not there's the right to choose. Uh, other basic rights are at stake: the right to marry, whether you decide to conceive a child or not, how to raise your child, and basically all of the decisions of your life. Close quote. Joe Biden just lied. He did. Yeah, this is. What That's he just said right track. now is patently That's false. Right. That's right. The opinion is clear that the arguments that Justice Alito documented only pertain to Roe versus Wade and nothing else. Biden is trying to stretch the truth. He's trying to gin up people's fears so that people can go out. Uh, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa crowd can go out there and do their thing. Jesse, they're going to use this falsely, and I think it's going to be to their detriment. When the midterms and the elections start coming up and saying, look, you want to vote for a party that's going to protect women's rights? That's what they're going to be their line. actually means killing unborn babies. Vote for us. And I'm going to make a prediction. They're going to use that mantra to try and get people to vote for them. And I believe the country is going to reject it totally. And I, the reason I say that is we've been on a roll, especially the younger people. I look at the statistics of young people. They can't be fooled. I mean, think about what happened back in the 70s with, with Bernard Nathanson, the doctor who had the largest abortion clinic in the Western world. And he put out false statistics to persuade people to kill unborn babies in New York. And he was instrumental in getting Roe versus Wade uh, decision. And then he ends up in the 1980 with ultrasound putting out a thing called the silent scream that you can still see on YouTube. And that's his uh, an abortion that he performed. They were actually put a camera in the mother's womb and show what an abortion is. And it got him. And it's gotten many other doctors. Here's the bottom line, Jess. Somebody was praying for Nathanson. We need to be praying for these people who are wicked wanting to kill unborn babies because they have souls to save themselves, whether it's Biden or Pelosi. I think they're in the most sad states of their soul to kill unborn babies, thinking that they're doing God's work somehow and they're not so i think we need to pray because can you imagine what nathanson did when he had his his uh you know metanoia his conversion yeah. can we imagine pelosi or biden converting and just one day saying you know what i was wrong you know it's a miracle but god's in the business of miracles i would pray right. for us that these people have a conversion of heart because i don't want to see anybody go to hell jesse no one yeah. Today, today's I'm, I'm I'm doing a 90 novena to Our Lady of Fatima. It's from a, 
America Needs Fatima, uh, TFP, yeah, it's on the internet. Good. They put out the nine prayers to Our Lady of Fatima. Today's day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pray with your rosary and then pray the, the Fatima prayer right after. Again, it's good to get, take your rosaries out and start a novena. You can jump in today. Go to AmericaNeedsFatima.com. They have uh, the, uh, the, the rosary novena there to Our Lady of Fatima. By the way, stopping abortion, according to the last several popes since Pope Pius XI, has been the highest priority of the Catholic Church. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was the highest priority, Terry, also for St. Mother Teresa. And I'll tell you, somebody who wrote a, an entire encyclical on this was St. John Paul II. That was his highest priority that's right. to stop abortion. And biblically, Jesse, think about what Mark chapter 8, verse 36 says. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul. So if you want power and money, you want to be the president of the United States and you have to compromise, well, it's not worth it. And I would tell that to him, to President Biden myself, and maybe someone will do that because scripturally he's on loose ground. He's in trouble. And all the people who are are promoting the killing of innocent life, it's not going to go well. And I think out of charity, we need to pray for their conversions because Think about this, Jesse. 60 million babies in 50 years have had to die that we know of because we legally said we want to kill you. Does that, does that sound kind of rough? Yeah, we want to kill you. That doesn't sound good, does it? But that's what we've been doing for almost 50 years. Abortion is not a medical procedure. Abortion is not medicine. The woman walks, walks out wounded. The that's baby's right. dead oh, and the father's dead. wounded. Everybody loses. Uh, Terry, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty four eleven, defend those unjustly sentenced there to death. There they are. Cl- close quote. Defend those unjustly sentenced to death. And I can tell you that the root the, the root problem of America, um, we live in a violent time right now. Yep. And I'm going to quote to you somebody who passed away, Rush Limbaugh. He said this uh, back in 2013. He says. Abortion is the root of America's problems. Did he catch that? Yep. Abortion. He says the root of our problems, the root of our our cultural rotten decay of irresponsibility, drive-bys, economic woes, 10-year-olds shooting each other in Chicago. This is obvious. Abortion is the foundation of all our problems. He nailed it, Terry. He nailed it. And again, that's the violence that's going on in our culture. Let's stop the violence of killing our unborn babies. And we can stop some of the violence that's going on in our streets. That's right. Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? Please live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. Remember, Christ conquers, Christ reigns, and Christ commands. Pray a rosary every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. St. Peter says, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Amen. And don't forget, I say it every time, Our Lady of Fatima, she said, those are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Let's pray. And don't forget the saying, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Keep the faith, and may God richly bless you and your family. And thanks for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Up next, the good doctor is in. God bless you.